media mode. covers your story, your story will be built from the ground up. been watching my career you saw me on reality tv with a hip-hop show then went over to wild and out with nick thought i could rap i'm not a rapper i'm bad at all of that but what i am good at is getting rappers on my show and we're going to welcome nle chopper here today <laughs> now that was my own way of trying to connect to you to act like i know anything in your world i'm 45 years old i don't know much rap but i've been watching your movement for a while and i think you know at least from the outside what sets you apart is just even the energy you brought in the studio today. Very calm. You don't have 20 people. We don't have, you know, to worry about uh, making it out of here alive. Um, what <laughs> in your mind? Well, first of all, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. And we've never had you at Hollywood Unlocked uh, ever. So we're, we're glad yeah. that you're here. No, but I've been watching your career for a while. What uh, in your mind, before we get into everything, sets you apart from everybody else that's doing music today? Um, discipline. Focus. Um... It's just living in my purpose, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? And that all comes with discipline. You know, you, to be able to be in this industry, to move around a lot and always have to, you know, move for the greater good of God. So, you know, I feel like this is what kind of set me apart from a lot of things. Where, where do you find discipline at 20? Um, Just knowing, like, since I've been, since I've been younger, I've always been hard-headed. I always went against the grain. And it's just, just always learning from the mistakes I made and seeing where it landed me at. And um, not wanting to go back down that route. You know, I feel like maturity builds. Um, maturity comes from if you master the, the lesson you get sent every day. You know, I feel like um, every day is a repeated cycle of things we have to overcome. And, you know, God going to keep giving it to you until you overcome it. So I feel like discipline just came from me getting the same signs, the same things, and just... Failing them a few times, and then by that third or second time, I'm like, okay, next time around this problem will come. Um, I'm gonna make sure that I'm ready for it and pass it, you know? So, so you grew up in Memphis. Um, you grew up mom and dad? I got my, my mom and my pop. So when you grew up in a normal household in Memphis, because I've only been to Memphis once, they were like, are you out here by yourself? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they were basically, then people told me Memphis is. A really dangerous city. Was that your experience yeah. growing up? Did you, did you see a lot? Did you experience yeah. a lot? A lot, like a whole lot. You know, from shootouts to having to friends getting shot, having to take them to the hospital, from seeing people die, losing friends at a young age. So it's always been something I've been accustomed to. You know, it's kind of like it's like the it, it begins to happen so much as a norm. Mm -hmm. You know where we come from. So yeah. So when you were when you were growing up and you're still growing up because you're only 20, I keep forgetting, especially now, <laughs> like seeing how you carry yourself. Um, were you you were sucked into that world early on though, right? Man, I want to say I was sucked into. I pretty much like um, was intrigued by it and kind of like <laughs> ran towards it. I I I went towards it instead of it kind of like pulling me in. You know, I feel like um, we see the flashy, we look up to people that's flashy, you got the drugs, the money, the guns, um, women, and things of, of when we're young, that's what kind of turn us on to like, okay, I want to be like that. And um, I feel like I kind of went that way, you know, when I ain't had to, I ain't had to. What was it that, it was the people in your community, was it social media, was it all of that? Uh, it could be the people you hang around, it could, it could be what you, what you, um, it could be the people you hang around. That was like the, the main thing, you know, picking the right friends. 
social media, it could play a part of it, but it was more so everything in the physical, everything that was around me, everything I had a glimpse of that I could touch, that I could see, that I could feel, and like the real world more so than social media. But um, my mom, she tried to keep me out of everything, but like I just kept finding my way. Like I feel like she, we was moving from neighborhood to neighborhood just out of the simple fact of if I was here, I was fighting there, I was fighting it. You know, she always wanted to protect her son, so she always wanted to make sure that I was in an environment where I could thrive. And even when she put me in one, I was still <laughs> going backwards. I was even worse. So like, you know, but you know, uh, she took us from one place, moved us to a good area. She was trying to get you away from it? And I was- And you found it over there? Yeah, I was still going, trying to go back to where we was coming from, like, you know, so. But it was just more so, a, it was like an adrenaline rush. It was like a high to be able to live that type of lifestyle, you know, but glad I'm out of it now, you know. Well, when I first started seeing you pop up, you were like the king of Snapchat. How did you even get your like following to just go crazy on social media like that? Um, I think it went crazy on just other platforms when I got banned on Instagram like at 16. So like a lot of my fans was like scrambling, like where does he post? You know, where is he at? Um, like my Snapchat to get like a million a million views sometimes and I'd just be looking up like what the hell you know like accidentally I just post something and um that's just the type of engagement I got from I guess when they took my page down like a lot of other pages my Twitter my TikTok my Snapchat it grossed a lot you know what I'm saying because my fans just that loyal you know they're that hard and you were always hanging out with the homies and it was always money jewelry running around do you still do I don't really see you doing that anymore no not really my circle real small you know so what happened to all the friends, all the homies you were hanging with before? Um, you know, I feel like I said this time and time again, you know, I used to travel 30 deep and uh, after, um, out of 20 of them, you would have at least 20, you would have at least 20 snakes. And then you go to five, you will have at least five racks. Mm. So 25 and then you got you got five left out of that thirty. And those probably be the solid ones that you pick and you know take with you throughout the, your journey of life with you. The ones that's worthy of it. The ones that speak to you, keep you out the way, guide you, and you know not the yes man and the loyal one. You know, and that's pretty much how I built my circle and built my team. But wh where did you where did you realize? Was there something that happened that made you yeah. realize that everything had to happen? It had to unfold for me to see it. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't just wake up and a lot of things, a lot of things that happened was God, you know. One thing that happened um, without anything had to happen in the physical was God sent me dreams. You know, he's always spoke to me through dreams or like visions. Like I sometimes I drift off and just be seeing something. But um, he spoke to me through dreams and um, he, he let me know like he was putting stuff into it. It was crazy. It was right before all the rappers started getting indicted with Rico's. Like, you know, I think it's about, I think we got at least 12 to 13 rappers locked up right now facing RICO charges. But that just grossed and started happening like the last three years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, but right before all of that started happening, I got my sign. Like I had a dream of me and everybody I was rolling with getting locked up and I knew what that was. So I kind of separated myself and, um, I, I walked on the journey of faith by myself, you know, I went on a whole spiritual journey. Told everybody, I'm like, hey man, we gotta we gotta chill out. You know, God sending me something. And um, 
Oh, this feels. How did people respond to that? Like, how did the people that you were in the streets with doing street shit re- react to you having this dream from God and wanting to walk a different path? You know how they react, you know. But <laughs> like, people react talking. different. No, people people react different. I'm gonna tell no, no. you. I, I I let people know like when it's my last time doing something. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm in, if I'm in a space amongst people or if I'm in a space amongst the occupation, I don't like doing. And it's like okay, and I look around. I'm like, and I take a deep breath. I'm like, okay. I think this is my last time being right here, you know, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what happened. You know, I just said, it's my last time Lincoln. It's my last time being right here. And after that, I just made sure to focus on myself and I stood on that. And now um, I feel like the survivor out of um, a lot of people, you know, and over the course of those three years, when I went on that journey, uh, I, can, I can't count on both hands how many people died that was in that circle. Mm-hmm. I can't count on both hands how many people went to jail that was in that circle. So, uh, I just thank God that they for always guiding and protecting me, you know. Did you ever feel any guilt for leaving? No. I mean, you can't really feel guilt because first and foremost, you can't save everyone. It's not your due diligence too. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we come here on our own. We're going to leave on our own. You got to make sure you straight first. As long as I, I gave the person a word, you know, as long as I said something, that's what I had to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Never really feel no guilt about it, cause I just feel like everybody got their own thing written over their life, and um, you know, God show you certain things, and after you get your sign, you just gotta move accordingly. You know? But most of the times, at least you know, when I was growing up, a lot of people were guilted into staying in the street shit because they they were guilted by their community. Oh, you're selling out, you know, you ain't down anymore, and a lot of people succumb to that pressure because they don't have the mental strength to understand individuality or like mm-hmm. God and the power of being able to figure it out. You never felt or nobody ever tried to pressure you into feeling like you were abandoning. Yeah. They did. <laughs> All the time. Okay. All the time. Some guys still do it. But at the end of the day, um, they'll see me and it, it, it won't never be any any static because you can't do anything but respect it. Mm-hmm. You know, from a distance you might hate, but in my vicinity you have no choice but to respect it because I'm a man. I'm providing for my family. And I say I gotta do what I do. And at the end of the day, a lot of people know, a lot of people know deep down inside that they can't go everywhere with you. But it's like, it just, it just be something in them that to the point to where they still want to find a reason to hate, but they know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They know you can't take care of everyone. So when you look at what's happening um, in Atlanta right now, speaking of Rico cases with the YSL mm-hmm. gang and all that, and you know, every time I look on Hollywood Unlocked, my team is posting about somebody snitching or somebody perceiving to be snitching or making deals. When you see what's happening out there, one, do you? What is your thoughts on them using rappers' lyrics uh, against them in court cases? And two, what do you think about what you see unfolding with some of the people around Young Thug? Um, rappers' lyrics about them using rapper lyrics. Um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, like I feel like we artists, and I feel like that's that's what kind of get misconstrued sometimes. Like um, some things probably be real in the lyrics, but some things may not be as real. Um, some things might be real, but it didn't happen this way, but it said a different way, you know. Um, I feel like it's kind of unfair in a sense because it kind of take away from the artistry and now you got people that's kind of timid on what to say certain things and and some things might not even be talking about certain things specifically. It's probably just a bar, you know, and um, they could use it against you in court. I don't too, I don't too much, you know, rock with it. Um, as far as the Rico case in Atlanta, it just shows you it just shows you the, the unconscious contract you signed, you know, with dealing with 
street activities, the gang life, you know, is either is either death or jail. And I find I find it kind of gruesome because um we're taught to respect the OGs. We're taught to um glorify the OGs. And who are the OGs? The OGs are sometimes the ones that done put dirty in and done went to jail 20, 30 years and just came home for the younger ones to see. You know, that's the first sense of glorification through the prison system. And then we're taught to glorify the OGs that has passed or the young OGs that passed and glorify them as the dead homie. So it shows you what it is, you know what I'm saying? It shows you the highest glorification you're gonna get out of that is if you're riding in jail or if you got home, went to jail for a long time, came home, or if you did. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're more than we're more than that to be glorified in that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To be glorified when our mama had to put us down, or to be glorified when collect calls is what we calling y'all off of. So um it's just how I view that, you know. What do you think still makes young men like us in the hood still want to be in that type of lifestyle. Because a lot of people blame the music. I feel like the music is music. I I grew up in the era of the Ice Cubes and the Tupacs mm-hmm. and Snoop and all that. And you know, music was music. I didn't I didn't say, "Oh, I got to be like Snoop or Tupac because that they yeah. were doing music." But I feel like sometimes rappers you guys get a lot of hate or people blame a lot of stuff on the mm-hmm. art um when it could be a, a whole bunch of different things. I mean, it is. You know, it's already a trap. It's already set up set up for us to fail, you know. Um, we say it time and time again, you know, we in we in the worst neighborhoods. Um, we don't have nothing healthy around these neighborhoods. We got fast food on this corner. We got a drug store on that corner, gun store right there, liquor store. Um, you pack us all in and we're all filled with this hatred and anger. Uh, it's like a it's like a plate, it's like a battlefield. So things are gonna be in their nature. Things is already gonna happen that way. And a lot of people can't really walk away from that life because walking away, where is it to go? You know what I'm saying? They're already in too deep, you know, so. So uh, you're very calm. When I saw you walk in on the camera, uh, I'd sent the producer back there to talk to you. I said, is he good, energy good? She said, yeah, you know, he's just kind of laying down. I said, well, is his iron good? Cause I know you vegan, right? <laughs> yeah. What is up with black veganism? I don't understand. You know, we have a chef that prepares food for everybody here at the show. I'm like, well, we we making catfish. We gonna eat some ribs. They, they, everybody said, no, he's a vegan. So do you check your iron to make sure you're good? Or like, what is that whole process of being vegan? And how did you even arrive at being a vegan? I'm gonna be honest, my iron be low. I be, I be, I be real cold. Um, so I, I like to stay warm, <laughs> but um, I mean, I only had no time to take no iron supplements. What was it that made you say, I'm done with meat, I'm done with, I'm gonna be a vegan? Um, just pretty much being down on my last. I was at like, I was at the lowest, you know, at the low. So where you sink so low that um you wake up and you be like, I'm better off not here. So when you when you get to that point and you're not a quitter and you and you're a fighter. You'll do whatever you have to do to make sure that you get back to your highs. And part of that was just simply changing my lifestyle. So, you know, veganism was a part of that. Um, Getting back on my prayer every day was a part of that. Meditation was a part of it. Um, Changing my diet, stop consuming drugs, and changing who I was hanging around. Mm -hmm. It was those five things I had to do to get back on my feet. And um, 
veganism helped a whole lot because you know it changed my energy on uh, your stomach connected to the to, to your brain so my mental health wasn't good because of everything I was pouring into my digestive so with me just learning the science behind uh, killing the animal you know taking the animal life and um energy don't die it only transfer you know so the energy that the animal was in before it died is transferred through the meat you know through what you eat if we, if you look at things as if it was you that's what'll make you put yourself in like any any anything shoes you know an animal we're animals they say we're humans but we we're mammals we we we're the same as animals that we kill and eat you know what i'm saying so <laughs> it'd be wrong if if the if the um, rabbit had the gun and we and we had lions walking around here hunting us and putting us on the grill and you know barbecuing <laughs> us and shit, that shit be fucked up. <laughs> like that's a universal law, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, that's God creation. You know what I'm saying you had Noah. Noah, he 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 went built the ark and saved all the animals for God. He didn't put them on a boat and start cooking them. You know what I'm saying? Um, did was there ever a time where you second guessed going vegan, or did you just go cold heart vegan and that was it? Never look back. Um, I cold turkey. Like um, what was happening with me was like I would meditate, and I come out of a meditation, and I have my energy. I feel great. I feel perfect, and then I eat what I what I what I what I was um, accustomed to eating, and it put me in the same state of mind and the same mood that I was in before I meditated. So you started realizing early on the effects that food was having on your mood. Yeah. So like it brought meditation brought awareness to everything around me. Mm-hmm. Rather it was it was the same thing when I st- tried to smoke weed right after. I felt the same way. Same thing when I surrounded myself around what's the name and such and such. I'm like, damn, I felt the same way after. So meditation brought awareness. Like a lot of people don't understand. We, we're not having self-awareness because of so much we're doing. We had to go here. We had to go there. We got to do this. So we're not really too aware of what's slowing us down through the day or what's um, hindering us, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna lie, people quick to say, oh, I ate all this food, I got the itis. Nah, nigga, you ain't supposed to eat that. Like, <laughs> but, but when you were growing up, I know your mom was probably like mine, that if you she cooked something and it was on your plate, you have to finish your whole plate. Like yeah. we're also conditioned, like we gotta eat every damn thing when we don't. Yeah, and that's another, that's another thing too. Like I gotta, I don't know if it's, because like the type of person I am, my zodiac or whatever, but like whatever I do, I got to do to the fullest. No, your zodiac is a Scorpio. Yeah. You're supposed to be fucking to the fullest and you're yeah, also too. celibate. We're going to talk did. about that. <laughs> you know, we with the shit over here. I just, it's my first time meeting you. I got to get into all, it's a, you know, you're a very interesting person. Yeah. 20 years old, you're not, you know, a mess like mm-hmm. a lot of the people I meet mm-hmm. at 20. Strong, addictive traits too yeah. though. And like we're real passionate. The animals in us. Yeah. <laughs> <Amazing> <laughs> animals. We passionate as hell, so I take passion in everything I do. So with, like when I was doing drugs, like I had to be the highest in the room. If anybody was in the room higher than me, I was mad. Wait, what, what? It was a competition to see who can get the most. High? Like if you was higher than me in the room, I was mad, and that was a problem. Okay, this is where I'm gonna give you the gift. Cause so we always give our guests a gift. Uh, where's this gift? Oh, there's your gift right there. You can just grab it on the side of the couch. Now. We have a candle burning while he opens his gift. We usually have a bunch of daily on out here, but we knew you're. I already know what this is. What is it? It's a singing bowl. I guess. Okay. <laughs> is that what it's called? Oh, well, I thought it was a Tibetan bowl. Clearly, I don't meditate. 
But we got this for you because we know that you're somewhat at peace and you can sit some, where's the thing that, okay. Yeah, you supposed to have the thing on a, you can play it at the palm too. So for the, to the people that are at peace, can you show them how to use that? What do you, do you just hit it? Or you like just um, tap it and you just go around with it. So I'm getting a matching one for my studio in there because I'm actually going to cause a lot of disruption of energy. And then I'm going to hit that when I want to reset my audience. Uh, but no, uh, you know, I find you very interesting because I feel like right now when I log into Hollywood Unlock every day, my team is posting another young rapper getting killed. Another young person that looked like me uh, that's not living out the full potential of their life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when I... I don't know all of you guys, but I do watch you on social media and I feel like I know you as do the fans. When you see, you talk about the group that you used to hang with, when you see like the King Vons um, getting murdered in the street of Atlanta uh, with his friends around, just in a, just a crazy way. And then the reaction from social media, some people making jokes out of it, some people, you know, um, you know, saying he's a God. What do you make of all that? It just shows me like what I not want to, how I don't want to go out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, King Von, that was my brother. Like, he was, like, there was, out of everybody in the industry I met, it was like, he was someone I could I could go home and I could really have a conversation with. You know what I'm saying? So it was more than music with him. Um, but to be able to see so many rappers lose their life on that, on that scale, um, I just try to take an example of it. You know what I'm saying? I try to use it as a, as a cheat sheet because at the end of the day, who who's going to see that video and who who is going to affect the most? It's not really the fans. It's 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 the family. You know, his mom probably saw that video. His um his family, his whole family probably saw that video. Uh, his kids one day may see that video. Uh, his nephew, grandbaby may see that video. So things of that nature is what is what I take in consideration. Every step of the day, when I when I think about doing something to where if I if I if I do something to you, I know how big your effect might be. So you know what I'm saying. For, before I be the cause, you know I'd rather just try to walk away, or you know I'd rather just not put myself in certain situations because I know the world we living in right now. So, um, <laughs> like I'm a gangster as it get, but I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I try to move like where people would say a pussy because I don't want to lose my life. Mm -hmm. I got a daughter, mm -hmm. got my mom, got my pops, got my brother, and I got a lot I want to do on this world. I got a lot I want to impact, a lot, I want, a lot of things I want to see grow. You know, I feel like that's beautiful to be able to be 70 and you see shit grow. Like, you get to tell stories to your grandkids. Like, that's what I want. And I feel like a lot of us coming up from my environment, from my community is not thinking like that. We we thinking about will we make it to 18, you know what I'm saying, or will we even make it to 16, but I'm more so thinking like, yo, I can't wait till I'm 70 and be able to see things grow. Mm -hmm. So um, I try to stay out the way. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you talked about your daughter, Clover. Do you think about her when you make all decisions? Um, Not all decisions, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she for sure on the back of my mind for a lot of them. <laughs> like, I take like little selfie pictures in the mirror and shit. I was like, man, Clover might see that bit one day. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is you sit here and talk to me. I, I remember meeting Nipsey a few times and how he carried himself and how 
he was very focused on community and focused on love and focused on loving himself and really wanting to be um, a role model. And and I really feel like when Wack 100 said that he didn't become a legend till he died, and I, I, I knew the criticism, but I also understand that like somebody like you who's got the same Nipsey energy, do you think people see you for the growth that you've had or that you're having or the man that you're becoming? Do you think people see it now? Yeah, people see it. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather if they don't if they if they don't want to commend it or um give credit to it, I feel like that's not at an all time high, but people see it. Uh, I see it, so I know people see it. You know, I, I it'd be everyday things to where I'd be like, Man, back in the day I know how I would have reacted. You know what I'm saying? If I wouldn't have grew, I would have been in jail or dead. Mm-hmm. That's how like that's how my mind was. Like I tweet. I used to tweet. It's a it's a lot I grew from, so do I care if anybody else see it? No, but I know they do because I do, you know. So back in 2020, you said by the end of that year you were going to be dead, and so that that mm-hmm. you were that means you were 20, what 18 or 17? Yeah, yeah, around the age. What was it that made you feel that? The and, and mental, say that mental health. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, after that, I started taking heed of God came and walked right back into my life when I um. When I when I went astray, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He showed me that he was still waiting on me. Um, certain things that I, I forgot with a with an oath I made to him before I blew up, mm-hmm. certain things that I lost along the way because, you know, you get introduced to so many different things to a new lifestyle to where you kind of lose the, the the purpose, the focus. So um, God came back in my life, he was like, Look at you. <laughs> you wanna come back to dad at night, don't it? <laughs> so like <laughs> After that, he was like, See, tell y'all God was black. If he said that, that he was yeah. black. Yeah, man. God, hey, look, God, he talked to you however you gonna hear him. And that's how I heard him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He looked at me, he was like, look at you, you know, cuss me out, dumbass, you know, look. <laughs> now, now you, you gotta come back home. You gotta come back to where it all started. You gotta get back to that focus you had, to the oath you made with me. That's why your soul feeling empty, you know. I'm after that, man. Me and him been straight. We've been rocking out. So when you were going through the mental health, um, was it community? Was it just pressure? Was it social media? What was what was the mental health that you were struggling? It was more so that that I was just young. I was 16 and could do anything I wanted to do. And with that being said, like I ain't really wasn't too disciplined. I wasn't standing firm on morals and boundaries, you know, allowing too many energies around me. Um, just having everything I wanted and nothing I needed, which was simple peace, deep breath, um, simple um, quick prayers, you know what I'm saying? Just guidance, groundedness. So I didn't have that. Was the was the tweet an announcement or a cry for help or both? Uh, the tweet was pretty much me telling me I was gonna kill myself the last day. So uh, it was more so like, like, yeah, enjoy me while y'all can. <laughs> like that's what it was. But I was serious, and um, and it kind of like, I think it was like August, and uh, that's where like I went and had like a, a big awakening. I realized like you know what, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm straight. I was tripping. So yeah. how did how did your family and friends react to that? Because I think a lot of people. It's so ironic. I've had so many interviews this last few weeks, and so many people have sat right there and told me 
when they wanted to kill themselves, they mm. thought about it, they planned it. And these are celebrities that, I, I, you know, on the surface, everything looked good. You just don't know. Mm. How did your family react to the post? And then did anybody know that you were going through that at the time? Because there's a lot of people watching who may see the signs with their own kids or their own friends or something. And just they don't reach out or they don't say anything because sometimes it's uncomfortable to get in people's business, you know. Yeah. Um, did people see the signs or did, how did they respond? Um, I'm going to be honest. I got a real, real great habit of like um, when I overcome certain parts of my certain parts of my life, it's like my mental kind of like cut off a lot of memories during that time. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if it's something to where like I won't ever wake up and be triggered by something, but like I have a very strong mind. Like I made this box in my mind. I got a color on it. I got a lock. Uh, and I, it works the same as a physical box. I use it whenever I need to. Whenever I need to hide something that I don't seen or hide something I don't feel, I put it in this mental box I made. And a long time ago, I put that chapter in that mental box. Is that so, so you don't have to deal with it anymore? Or more so it's like it? just pretty much saying, okay, uh, this is behind me. And um, you put it in this box and you lock it and the thoughts don't come no more. It's like before it come up, it hits the surface of that box. And they don't come out. Yeah. So like, if I wish I could tell you the reactions I had with my parents, I can't even remember the yeah. calls. I can't even remember. Um, I can't remember any of it. If I'm being honest. No, but I respect that though. I think that was a great answer. Yeah, for Many sure. people will get that. Um, okay, so let's move on. You gave up uh, meat, uh, food, and then you also gave up sex, and you became mm. celibate. Mm. So about four months. So it was just a period of time. Yeah, I do it. I do it every so often though. Okay. You know? I mean, I feel like with me personally, like three weeks a month is is like good for me because it's I'm handsome. A lot of women throw themselves at you. It's the confidence for you, me. You know, it's just it's just kind of that thing. But I'm more so in the lifestyle now. Like it's so well, not even lifestyle. I'm in the mindset. It's so pointless for me to just have sex at the moment. Like it's extremely pointless. It's extremely So you're single now? I'm single. I'm um, I'm actually celibate right now. Um, how do you how do you at 20 years old, famous, got money, good looking, have everything at your feet and still have the self-control of saying, I'm gonna go these three weeks without touching anything? Oh uh, man, look, it's what's needed, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's needed to be able to keep building and keep growing and keep um, trying to accomplish the things I have to accomplish. It's needed. So I was taught a focus, man, a dangerous man. Like, you know, if we thinking with the wrong head, we can't stay ahead. So that's just kind of like what I try to do. Um, and just know everything ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? Anything lustful, quick, temporarily. It's not for me at all times, but you know you can sometimes balance it out. Sometimes you can have your fun, but um, I just know what goals I'm working towards. Now I don't think it's like fun time right now. I don't think it's play time. Once I reap, you know, off the things that I'm sowing, I can, okay, I can relax and have some fun. But as of right now, it's like I'm focused towards something. Once I have like a goal in my mind, like some vajayjay ain't gonna cut it with me, you know. <laughs> The goal, though, is it just is it proven to yourself that you have the self control, that you have the discipline? Is it like not allowing 
anything, whether it's food, whether it's the streets, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, to consume you or control or influence how you move. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's more so just being focused, mm-hmm. just disciplined, because sometimes we, we, we're not focused. I don't think a lot of people have something to focus on. I mean, it's just it's just certain things I'm focused on at the moment to where um, it's pointless for me to just go that way right now. So, um, and also just building discipline to know everything ain't for you, you know? Um, you're literally the opposite of Nick Cannon. Like, you're literally <laughs> the opposite. Although you've been researching cities where you can move to, where you can have 10 kids and not pay child support. Who, me? Yeah, yeah, I said something like that before, I think. I Do you I want ten kids? Like, how yeah, many? I want a lot. I want a lot of kids. I want a village. I mean, we supposed we supposed that we're here to produce. But we're, what's the, like what's a lot? Five. What you mean? A lot of kids? Yeah. What's a lot like of kids? what? 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 How many kids do you want? Your mother over there is just she's. Like, I feel like ten kids for me. That's cool. Ten. Yeah, ten kids. There might be more than that, but ten kids is cool. Do you want ten kids by one baby mom? It's, the journey of life ain't gonna like give you one person to just. Sometimes it can, but. But me, you said I'm, you want a house full of wives too, so. Yeah, I walk a journey. Like I'm, I'm not gonna yeah, be like, yeah. hey, you finna have all my kids. Like this kind of this kind of selfish and stressful. Look, she gonna be crazy. Ten kids out of one. It's the spin for me. I don't <laughs> want you to have all my kids alone. Let's have five other people have kids. Yeah, like that's that's kind of inconsiderate. Yeah. Like she gonna be crazy. Titties gonna be to the waist. It's gonna be crazy. Can't put that much stress on a, on a queen body like that. So, do you want your house to be full of your kids and all of your women? Like, do you all want to live um, together? What does the living arrangement look like? It could be it could be spread out. You know, I, I more so look at it like this: um, you got a wife that can prepare food. You got a wife that can give schooling, that can teach, then um, you got a wife somewhere else that's working. And that's just that's just a two home. If you got one that can cook, you can do the dishes, clean up everything, make sure your home is spiffy, and then you got one that can teach. Um, that's how you raise a village. That's how ancient civilizations, they thrived off polygamy. Um, I know that's way back, but you know, it's a thing that was lost, it's a lost art, but only really here in America, you know, you go to Africa, you see it, you know, it's, people are thriving out of, out there because of um, the Middle East. Yeah, people are sacrificing the, the 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 attachments to say, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. No, that's God's child. You know what I'm saying? That's not yours. But the thing we can do on a, on a bigger level with more brains, you know, women are way smarter than men. Um, men can be the can be the leader. Men can present how things should be ran, but the woman is going to run it the best. So once you present that to to a group of women that have them running the ship, I mean, you can't go wrong because they the thinkers, they the loyal ones, all of that. I mean, me, I personally don't care about, I got 10 wives that I can have sex with her, her, her. I feel like that's what a lot of people look at it as, but it's more so like, all right, how the fuck we touch a billion? How, how the fuck do we change the world? How do we, you know what I'm saying? How do we impact people's lives off building a village? That's why they say it takes a village to raise a child. That came from polygamy. Did it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I might have to research that. I didn't, I, for real? Yeah, that came from Because I feel polygamy. like sometimes niggas be saying a lot of shit to make it sound good. You're, you're talking about it conceptually from 
a position of building your village that you take care of, that you yeah. are you know, the, the, the leader of and supporting and making sure they're good. That's how things are supposed to be. It's in the Bible as well, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not too firm on religion. I'm not religious. You know, I just believe in God, but a lot of people refer back to the Bible or religion, but it's in there too. Yeah. You know, so. Well, at least Nick is taking care of all of his 12 kids and all the moms seem happy. Everybody seems to be getting along. Um, so that's the kind of situation that, that, so like in many ways, Nick is kind of guiding your ambition. I would say he guided me. <laughs> so you have the one daughter now, she's two years old. Are, how do you parent? Um, being the one that say no, <laughs> like being the one that has to be the tough one, I guess. But also knowing that she's a woman, well, she's a girl, she's gonna be a woman, so I have to find it a balance with being the sweet one to her as well. But also like, you know, giving her that type of guidance and the discipline to let her know like, you're not gonna get yes all your life, so you gotta know what you're gonna do when you get a no. So just being the balance from the sweet one and then like the one that gotta be like, hey, 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 you know, like, hey, chill. Do you find yourself now telling your daughter the stuff that your mom and dad used to tell you? Yeah. Yeah, that shit's weird, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> now like all the times that they were the bad guy, you're now the bad guy. Yeah. But they, but now you realize you do it out of love. Yeah. So you, you parent out I of love. I realized that a while ago. You parent out of love, you vegan out of love, you abstain out of love, and then you have no love entertainment, which is what NLE stands for. So mm -hmm. where's the no love at when there's all this love that you seem to have and that you give to people? So no love, that came from like, man, I was I was 14 and um, you know, dealing with dealing with girls during that time period. Um, 14 year old shit. And then um dealing with Males, I thought had my best interest too during that time. Uh, I was, um, and they didn't. So with that being said, like um, from the streets to a love life standpoint, at fourteen, I was like, okay, I know now I gotta watch how I show my love. So I pretty much call myself no love, as if like you know you can't give any any and everyone love, and I was gonna show no love. But now I'm grown to. Um, I am love, you know, so mm -hmm. no love, I kind of outgrew, but. You so are know, you gonna become just chopper? I don't know, something, but um, yeah, enough love, entertainment. That's what I said that a while ago too, like changing it to enough love. You know, I'm Jamaican too, so enough love. Um, but now, now I show love, you know, rather it's love from a distance. I probably ain't gonna love you closely, but some people I love from a distance. Uh, even uh, it's no spite in my heart. I don't hold no grudges, none of that. So um, I am love at this point. Do you love Ice Spice from a distance? <laughs> Ice Spice, beautiful man. Uh, so what about Ice Spice makes her so popping right now? Because again, this is a generation beyond me, but I see her everywhere as well. What, what's making her so popping? What's making her so popping? I mean, you just gotta be. And why? Why you shoot? You shot a shot at her, right? Mm -hmm. uh. You just gotta be marketable nowadays. But she kind of shot a shot back. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Did y'all ever, cause I know you don't manage your DMs. Your Instagram says, Emily Chopper does not manage DMs, but did you ever slide in her DM? No, 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 I got no, but I had a person. Oh. oh, really? How did that go? No, we talk about music. Oh, really? that's it? No, for sure, music, that's music. You don't ever say, let's go get a vegan burger or? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Mm -hmm. 
See how he was very boisterous on every other question. It, it seems like you guys have a very good friendship. So when you text, um, what do you guys text about? Just like, no, no, what's the weather text, like? I don't text her no more. She um she changed her number, so I watch from a distance. I mean, I she she do a lot of big things. But you would date her though. Would I date her? Yeah. Would you want to? Would you want to take her to Kevin Hart has a new restaurant. What's that vegan restaurant called? We should call Kevin and see if we can get a pass for two to this vegan restaurant. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's if she want to go. You okay. know. I think that would make it look cool. Okay. I don't think she want to go on a date with me. <laughs> why? Why not? See, one thing about her that I will say that I'm watching, she, just like you now, she's very mysterious. Like she don't really post captions. She just posts photos and go away. Mm. Yeah. So you never really know. Yeah. Never do. <laughs> All right. So you've had, I think, five billion stream. How many? How many streams have you had? It's in the billion. It was five billion like last year. It's probably about six billion now. I ain't online. When you see that type of accomplishment with your music, um, what do you think about? I mean, what do you think? Are you proud of yourself? Do, does it make you want to go to seven billion? Are you in competition with yourself? Do you celebrate? Sometimes I don't be knowing how big the, them numbers be. Five billion? I, I hear the B, I hear the billion, but it's like sometimes like I don't know. Like I don't be. I'm not too wrapped up into. I don't know. I'm grateful as hell for it because when you hear the B word, you know, when you hear billion instead of the M word, million is already some. You know what I'm saying? Because there's but, artists with a lot of commercial success that have huge people pushing them that aren't getting a fraction of that. Because yeah. we talk about them every day. Yeah, yeah. So do you think, do you, do you, do you celebrate it or you just continue to just focus on the music? And yeah, you, you celebrate it for sure. Like I celebrate every accolade because. If I, if I don't, you know, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel like gratefulness is needed with everything for you to even achieve the next level. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always grateful, but do I fully understand how big it is sometimes? No. I guess it's like the humble me. Like, I don't never wake up like, yeah, nigga, five billion. Like, <laughs> like a part of me want to be there. But some way. people do, though. Yeah, they do, but it just ain't, it, it just don't look good on me, like, Flexing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just love to just let the numbers speak because I honestly don't, I don't be knowing how big that is. So, I mean, so you created a lot of buzz. A lot of people wanted to sign you. You you didn't sign with them. Yeah. How do you not, how do you turn down millions of dollars when you have billions of streams with people who have the machine that can only put gas on what you've already, mm. the fire you've already started? Why, what makes you give up that type of money? That type of infrastructure is that ownership. Money is nothing if you a slave. You know what I'm saying? Money is nothing if you can't own your music. You know what I'm saying? If I if I got a sign for three point three point what it was they were trying to give me three million, and then you own my whole catalog of everything I'm dropping for like four years, I'm only gonna touch that three million. I'm not gonna touch nothing that my music gonna make when I'm fifty. You know what I'm saying? When people go back and be like, man, when you riding in the car with your kids one day, you be like, man, back in the day, Shotter Flu was, you know what I'm saying? Just like how we go say stuff right now, like, man, how moms say, man, back in the days, this song was that. You know, this same music don't die. That's the live forever. So when it get to that point, where my revenue gonna be? Like, right. if I would have sold, you know, but nah, I kill my masters, I own my masters. and. I keep recouping out of every 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 dollar they give me. I recoup out of it. Like um, I'm undeniable at this point. So it went to a it went to a time period to where we went to the labels. I said I need this. 
I need this amount of money up front. I need a, I need my own label. I need to be able to drop whenever I want to. If I wake up and say I want to drop today, I got to drop today. And I need my masters. And um, I got all of it. So when I think about you and I think about another rapper who's really successful, who has an organ... <laughs> I like how he can kind of see where I'm going. Who has a really huge following. And I'm like, yo, I got like, this guy's everything about him is positive. What has he ever had any beef with anybody at all? And then of course, you know, I found this stuff with NBA Youngboy. Mm -hmm. Y'all had your time. That was at a time when you were in LA chopper with no love at all for anybody, for myself. Is are you in a different place now? Mm -hmm. Um, with what that relationship where that relationship ended? Uh, it's no beef. It was never any beef. More so like um just um misunderstanding or anything like that, but it was never no beef. See, beef to me where we come from is like somebody died and like um you trying to get the get back for that person that passed away. So like when people say beef is like it's never any it's no beef with anything. Pretty much they hit the internet because I feel like once it's on the internet, it's like take away the seriousness of anything because everybody in the business. Um, but it was never any beef with me and bro. Um, much success to him, much blessings to him for sure. But when he said in the song that your mother will be devastated when young boy sends your stupid ass to God, mm -hmm. that's beef. I and mean, then, it's internet music then, beef, whatever. It's not like somebody's chasing you down in the street, but that's kind of, I mean, especially with your fans being mm -hmm. as rabid as they are, his fans being the way mm -hmm. that they are, that shit gets people gaslit to where now the fans turn it into something, you know? You know, sometimes, I'm going I'm to I'm tell you something. It's like, sometimes people have to say something and get it out of them, how they're feeling, before they react physically. So, some people have to, release certain tension, certain anger on a on a beat or musically so that it's not bottled in to where when you see a person you want to release it physically. So he murdered he murdered he murked me on a beat. He killed me on a beat, but physically I'm here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He got that off his chest on a beat. You know what I'm saying? And that was his detox. But um did I mean, you see it that way then? Or do you see it that way now because you- Yeah, I saw it the same way. Okay. I mean, That's I the first time I've heard it like communicated that way. I think people, because the fans, once they get a hold of the music, they turn it into real life. <laughs> yeah, man. Right? It's just, it's just, look, man, that music is therapy, you know? Whichever way you could get off how you feeling, you know what I'm saying? That's how you're going to do it, you know? Yeah, this is not a world that I live in. Um, you know, <laughs> I look at some of my colleagues that do what I do. You know, there's Vlad who's out there. There's uh, academics who's out there. They're more heavily involved in all the stuff that y'all got going on. And the reason why I choose to not, and this is no shade to any of the people that do what we do in this media game. The reason why I choose not to get too involved in the street shit is because I had a brother who was in the streets that got killed in the streets. And I know the impact that it actually had for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, we'll write about the news if there's an online stuff going on, but we don't get too heavy into it to where we're gaslighting it. And I'm not saying that other people mm -hmm. are. Do you ever feel like some of the people that follow the hip hop rappers or the stars or whatever, do you feel like they ever gaslight or um, kind of put fuel to the flames of what's happening in the streets between some of you? Um, yeah, they, they can, you know. Um. <laughs> And there's, and they see you on a picture with you, but um, 
it's just pretty much like how how the world is, you know. Um, at the end of the day, who like, asked you for a picture? Hmm? Who, who asked you for a picture? No, no, like any any just oh. you know, um, it's a general statement, you know. People they they'll talk about you and want a picture. Like yeah. I've seen, I've had a fan talk about me. And like I kid you not, I, I seen the fan page and I know who it was, and they done sent me hate messages in my DMs and all type of things, man. And I seen the fan. It wasn't the one that tried you at the airport. No, no, because he, he he caught the right one on the right day. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, I I personally sent that video to my team and told him to post it because I feel like sometimes, and I'm talking about the video where the fan tried you, tried to play you, and you, I think you fired on him, or you had a moment. But I feel like. People don't see you guys as human beings. On top mm-hmm. of the fact that you, yes, you're entertainers. You, 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 you come from communities where, like, your friends are probably still dying. Your family still lives there, mm-hmm. um, and and they try you and expect you to maintain a certain level of, you know, self control. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that day you weren't you weren't meditating. Yeah, he wanted a picture too. Yeah, he wanted a picture. That was the well. He, he got a video. Yeah, he got. Yeah. yeah. It's lit with kind of fat too. Yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> but like, no, like for real though, I was DMing this one. This one fan was DMing me and I saw it was talking mad shit. And um I ended up seeing her and um she she took a picture with me. Uh, and I ain't say nothing. I ain't let her know that I knew or nothing. And um a few a few months after that, how I no, it's crazy. This is how it really happened. A few months after that, how I realized she was talking shit. She ended up using one of my herbal products and it helped her mom with something she was facing. And I went back to like her, her page and I went through the DMs to text her and it was like this fucking hate message. I was like, what's going on? And then I went to her Twitter, I saw we had a picture. I'm like, that's crazy. So, so you got a lot of criticism for saying that you could cure cancer or you know the cure to cancer. Yeah, it's simple. And so is that the Sebi, because, you know, Dr. Sebi was a very controversial person that mm-hmm. people have said he knows how to cure illnesses, even, mm-hmm. I think, HIV AIDS. Um, what was it that, did you still stand on what you said that you could help to, what exactly did you say? Um, I pretty much said, um, Pretty much, like, I think it was something on the nature of, um, like, I, um, yes, what you pretty much just said, pretty much that. That you could cure cancer. Did that come from your studies of people who... Not me. Okay. You know, you, that you, there's a cure. Yeah, you can heal. You can, yourself can. You know, you, you can yourself. I can't do shit. You know what I'm saying? I can take somebody to the water and tell them what's best for them, but I can't, I can't make nothing that's going to, like, take anything out. It's with them. It's within the other person's self to do it. But that's but that's because you're is that because you have done the studies to be looked at the Dr. Sebi's? What is it? I mean, that? It's simple. It's simple. Cancer comes from, you know what I'm saying, sugars, um excessive amounts of proteins, um, herpes, AIDS, and um blood diseases of that nature comes from too much arginine, sugars, and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So things of that nature, it's just about limiting that. And what does that come from? That comes off the starches, the pastas, the fries, you know, the breads. And then out of that, you got the meats that's, that's thinning in the blood. The blood can't even travel through your, through your um, blood vessels and all these things. It goes deep, but it's pretty much just the diet, bro. It's simple. Um, so when you said you cured somebody from cancer, I never killed anyone from cancer. Was that a rumor? 
I never cured anyone from cancer. Not me. Um, the person, the person was taking a product that I was selling, and they um they healed themselves. That wasn't the BBL herbal supplement. Mm -mm. That's a different one. Mm. Yeah, it's different. I will tell you this: if you do sell the, you, are you selling the herbal BBL supplement now? Because um, we could partner on that. Um, there's this is a city <laughs> where BBLs live. Um, but no, is that a real thing though? A BBL supplement? Um, yeah. So I mean, it's simple. Um, people glorify the African body. You know, people glorify South African bodies. It's just all Africa where people love to see when it comes to the body. They love the hips. They love the, the butt, the curves. They love the breasts. And all of that comes from estrogen. Uh, so it's like, how how do you produce more of that um, and estrogen, I should say. I don't want to be too country. Um, but it's like how you produce more of that. You know, you got Akpi powder. Akpi, you know, creates thickness. It's it's literally thick, you know, Akpi seeds when you break it down. Um, you got things like fenugreek. You got things like um, maca root. So all of these things you, you combine and you make a blend out of, it all promotes estrogen. And uh, yeah, that's just pretty much how it works. It's simple. Your breasts and your, and your butt grows off estrogen. Yeah, but it's simple, but people are still going down to Mexico. We just saw some people go down there and just get killed trying to figure out BBL. Yeah, or whatever. people dying. Like, yeah. A lot of people dying. Like, you know, it's not televised how many people die off getting their body cut up. You know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to produce, like, show a, a healthier way. It might take a little longer. It ain't no easy, quick fix, but you know what I'm saying? With the right tools, you can get it. Yeah. Okay, so now that you're on this journey, I know at, outside of music you have a vegan truck uh, called This Can't Be Vegan. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna? Is that gonna start popping up everywhere? Is it something you want to franchise? Is it, is that a part of your effort to try to get more people like us into yeah. veganism? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure is. So um, yeah, that's the goal. That's the end goal. Have you ever Have you ever uh, met? Um, the woman who owns Slutty Vegan? Yeah, Pinky. Yeah. Yeah, I love Because she's built a successful brand from it. I look up to it every day. I've it's never beautiful. had any of the food, though. For real? Is it good? It's real good. It's real good. Okay, so let's talk about music. So the billions of streams, you have a new project that's coming out. Mm -hmm. um, your publicist is a good friend of mine. We were talking about it earlier. You just dropped your single, Mo Up Front. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that in the new project. Mo Up Front is pretty much just saying, like, you know what I'm saying, when people playing with your worth, um, you need some more upfront when people playing with, with your love. You know, you need some more upfront. You know, anything that you need some more of that that you feel is like neglecting of your worth. That's pretty much the uh, the moral of the song, the gist of it. Um, Kaiwood Two is coming April Fourteenth. Cause you know my best body of work is very diverse. It got a lot of records for the women, a lot of records for on um, the streets, a lot of records for people that just want to sit back and think, and even songs for people that's you know, on the road of triumph. So, you know, it's gonna be a beautiful one. I can't wait. All right, so recently I saw that you um, ran into Wayne. You have this song, Ain't Gonna Answer. Yeah, 24th of March. And we're gonna talk about um, that in a second, but you know, I really love the fact that you gave him his flowers. Yeah. And when I look at a lot of the younger artists nowadays that look back at some of the people who paved the way, they don't really show them that type of love and give them their flowers. Why was that important to do that? It was extremely important because I know like, if if I, if I I'm, you know, arguably one of the greatest rappers of all time, if not the best, you know, um, it's a lot of things that Wayne ain't really received. Um, 
It's a lot of, um, I don't think he have a Grammy. I don't think he have like this long award sheet. Like, you know, um, I wouldn't be looking for gratification, but it would be much so appreciated, you know? So I just wanted to be the person to show gratitude towards his situation, showing gratitude for how much he changed and impacted my life. And uh, I had to show love that way, you know? You, you wrote a letter um, in the video that we saw, and you said, I simply want to physically gift you these flowers to symbolize my appreciation for you as an artist, icon, and more importantly, an inspiration. And you said that you had three favorites, Kobe, Tupac, and him. Mm -hmm. And I think about when you talk about the Grammys, recently during the Grammys, the Black Music Collective honored him. And when he got up and gave his speech, he started crying and he said, mm -hmm. nobody's ever yeah, gave me my flowers. Mm -hmm. And when I think about, when I talk to people about his contribution to music and culture and the streets and just his family, and I you know, interviewed his daughter and stuff, it's like, damn, he's had such an impact and mm -hmm. he's never, never been given that. So, I just want to say for somebody who's seen a lot of people like a Wayne not get their flowers, that I think all of you that sacrifice yourself in telling these stories and entertainers deserve them. And I just think that it was beautiful to see you, you know, have the vulnerability and respect to do that. I appreciate it. Man. Yeah. Sure, man. And I hope you get yours. But I really wanted my audience to see you as the man that I see you. And I do feel like, you know, um, when we lost Nipsey, I think we lost a great thing because of what he represented. And yeah, we're um, still for. Yeah. All right, now we're going to get into the game. So here at the Jason Lee Show, we have a game called Smash or Pass. Mm -hmm. And because you are a praying, holistic meditator who's somewhat celibate, but out here and sliding in Ice Spice DMs, we're going to play a game <laughs> where on the side of your chair is a paddle. So you have to get that paddle right there. Oh. And this is your camera. You can just say smash, or in some cases, it's okay to pass. What's the first name? Quillaray. <laughs> she beautiful as hell. She beautiful though. But why pass then? Cause um. Cause she ain't taking the BBL pills. Nah, nah. She beautiful. Like, <laughs> like I, I would, but like I don't know. But just for today, we'll pass. Okay. I mean, like, like I, I'd be more on some romance shit before I just be like, oh, I'm smash. Like I like. Okay. Next person. Take her out to dinner before. You took her out to dinner? No, I'm saying I'd take her you out to take, dinner before I like. You would take Coilerae out to dinner? Yeah, before I'd be on that. So you were going on a date with her? Yeah. But I want to just say like smash. Smash don't mean like you going to take her behind the BT Hip Hop Awards and do something sexual with it. It's like, okay, I like her. Like, she can get it. So what's our definition of smash? Like, we. Smash is the definition that you're thinking. But for this game, it's like, I, I, I would. Is it smash? Yeah, it's pretty much smash. Okay, fuck it. We'll pass. She's going to dinner. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to clean up because his mom's sitting back there. I'm trying to be respectful. Okay, cool. All right. Next person, Iggy Azalea. Now, she's been taking the BBL pills. <laughs> I don't blame you. Why do you pass? Huh? Why do you pass? Uh, why do I pass? I oh, mean, she's beautiful. She's very beautiful. But it just, I don't know, it's just something. Like, I'm not prejudiced, but I just love my black women. I'm gonna be honest. Black women it. everywhere are clapping right now. Great answer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next person, Sweetie. Sweetie's getting a pass too? Oh, God. I love Sweetie. You I love feel, Sweetie? Yeah, I love Sweetie. Okay, but, she, but you're passing on her. 
Respe- I want some respectful shit. Okay, yeah. respectfully passing on some Like, but I take her to do my date or something. Like, if she wants some food, I take her to a vegan. He's gonna spot. take you right over there to get low iron. Yeah. <laughs> them damn vegan burgers. <laughs> you know, but vegan food, is it cheaper than other food? It's more expensive? Damn, it's everybody expensive. in the background who ain't vegan, like, fuck no. Okay, okay, it depends, so it's more expensive. Though. I be eating fruits all day, so I feel like it's kind of cheap. But that's why you're so chill right now. Yeah. Like, do you smoke weed too? Mm-mm. Okay, because if you smoke weed and we're vegan, nigga, you would be asleep right now. <laughs> All right, next person, if you even know who she is, Azalea Banks. Do you know who Azalea Banks is? Mm. She old. She old, ain't it? I like him. You know, I this love is... me some cougars. Come no, on. but 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 do you are you but are you? <laughs> Wait, hello, hello, what? Wait, but but are you familiar with? Because she also she does kill chickens and she does a lot of witchcraft. Um, I'm protecting you. I'm looking out for my. I can't I am be my no brother's turtle. I can't wake up a turtle or no frog or some shit. I am my brother's keeper. Yeah, she. No, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah, no, I looked out. You know, that's when yo. That's when you. <laughs> let me shut up, okay? Because we having a great interview here. All right, the next one. I think I know. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you, he's being a gentleman. We should have we should have knew he was going to respectfully pass on everybody. However, she could get it. Yeah, for sure. Like, okay, like in the most gentle is like yeah, yeah, way, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, know. yeah, in a very vegan way. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, the next one. She's a cougar. This is Tokyo Tony, Black China's mom. Now. <laughs> That shit old is. Smart. <laughs> Why y'all put this in here? Now she gonna be online reading for Phil. She gonna go find your songs and do TikToks about it. All right. This next person, it's an entanglement you may want or not want. Jada Pinkett Smith. Respectfully passed. Because she's married. Yeah, man. You can't do that. And you don't want to get punched at the beat, at the Grammys. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I fight back. Man. I know. I, I know. Don't let the meditation fool you. <laughs> All right. This next one, she's recently single. Megan Good. Man, I was waiting on her. Yes. Like, yes, man. Like, listen. Let me call Megan real hey, quick. Hold you on. got Megan over? Come on, I'm Jason Lee. Don't Come on. She got to answer. Hey, on me, I've been wanting to take on a dinner. I want to get like some roses planned. Like, I want to do like some real, some shit I ain't never did before, but for making good. You know, I could be a preacher, all that. What else you want me to be? Megan. Hey, who's this? This is Jason Lee. This is my other phone. I'm literally sitting here filming my show right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm filming right now with a rapper who just said your name. We're playing a game called Smash or Pass. I put up Megan Good and he almost fell out of his chair. Everybody else has been getting passes. What? Say, say hello to NLE Chopper. He hasn't given me this much energy the whole interview, but now I see every tooth <laughs> in his mouth. Hi. Hey. Hey, how you doing, Megan? I'm extremely blessed. Um, I was just telling. She hung up. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> uh, found that. No, it got disconnected. Megan wouldn't do that. Not if they're blessed. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said, "Phone Look at God. God oh. said, oh, "Oh no, oh." God said, "I shall restore you." Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey. 
Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, that's my mother breaking through. Wait, listen, <laughs> listen. The phone died. I said, "Look, he got intercepting the call." And then when you called back, I said, "Look, he will restore you." Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me do this again. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I thought you hung up on me. No, I did not. My mother was calling, and I was trying to to tell her like I would, you know, call back, and then it ended it. And I was like, no. So. Um, pretty much, I, I was saying that you was, you know, you was pretty much back on the market. I wanted to do something real sweet for you. Um, I don't know. I didn't want to give you too much because I wanted it to be a surprise, like roses and dinner, something like that. But oh, nice. I'm gonna pray on it though, cause I don't know if that's far reach or not. She's but. going to cuss me out in a Christian way when I'm, we get done with this call. She I'm is. all for the praying about it though. Yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm strong on prayer, extremely strong. You know, I've been, I actually been praying. To meet you, you know, and look so. at God, how oh, He yeah. just bless you That's right crazy. now. That's why I got that excited. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's in that lead job. I just wanted to say, hey, if you don't know too much about me, you can look me up. Yeah, I'm about to right now. Okay. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You have a blessing. Let me say bye to Megan. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Bye. <laughs> See, we make shit happen over here. Yeah, that's my baby. That's now, my baby. Yeah. Now, if, if I would have known that this was the energy I would have got, we could have called Megan at the top of the show. You got I want women, women like. Okay, okay. Well, here's here's well here's another one, and she's a hometown hero. Glorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yo, I love Glorilla, man. But I'm out to go back because she's the homie. Yeah, like this 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 gang. She beautiful though. She real beautiful. I love her. Did you know her before her glow up? Um, like from around mm-hmm. the no, no, I never, I never met her. I think I, you know, what's crazy. I seen her rapping before she had blew up, but um, I never like seen her in person. But I seen her like on YouTube and stuff. Okay, um, Young Dolph was from Memphis too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you just kind of? I know this is not, since I'm just on the whole Memphis rapper stuff. How did that death impact you? Um, it hit because it was real close to home. Um, and even um, just what he stood for, I looked up to, you know, as far as ownership, you know, having his own label um, and just being a hustler, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was very, it was very impactful, you know what I'm saying? Did, did, does something like that pull all the Memphis rappers together? Like, do you all come together and collaborate at all or? Not really. No? Not really. It's sad that it that it don't happen like that, but no. Nah, because really. I feel each all of you have like certain level of pride of, from Memphis. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, like even K. Michelle has pride mm-hmm. from Memphis. I don't know. Well, hopefully y'all can all get together. Okay, mm-hmm. here's another person. SZA. Man, in the most respectful way, man. That lady's so beautiful, man. All right, just well, let me call SZA. No, I'm just playing. I'm no, 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 no. SZA would. <laughs> She would literally kill me because she she's an introvert. She yeah. don't she's low key. When but, I say smash, though, I don't mean like just we know straight, what you. Yeah, I mean like real romance. They can like, get she can get flowers. No, like yeah, flowers and then some like man, yeah, set some up, man. Rent out an aquarium or something. <laughs> Rent out an aquarium. I don't know. Is, is that cool? You think that's yeah. cool? Yeah. Well. See, motherfuckers rich as hell these days. Oh, yeah, motherfuckers. I don't know how to rent out an aquarium, and I don't even know if the Fuck people it. that I date have the attention span to deal. I'm gonna rent out the aquarium, and I'm gonna be swimming in them, motherfucker. That's different. 
be swimming with the sharks for her to show how brave I am. Swimming with SZA in an aquarium. That I, I can see that. All right, all right. Here, the next person uh, on the list, Dane Lay. Oh, pass. Okay. Not, not, no, not Just no. In a respectful way. Yeah, in a respectful okay. way. She beautiful. Yeah. Got nice legs too. Look at her. Look like she can run from the police. But pass. Word of baby. Huh? It was a joke. Never mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> now you say you like cougars. Um, yeah. Share. Now that's the, now that that's the, that's about as cougar as it get right there. Mm-mm. No, pass. <laughs> well, she, I don't know who that is. Share. Share is dating Tiger's friend AE. She's worth three hundred sixty million dollars, and she's an icon. I think she's what seventy six. She's seventy six. Yeah. Damn, her. She a big cool. <laughs> so you like older women? Yeah. What do you like about an older what is it about an older woman that attracts you? I don't know, man. It's just like I can't do nothing with no young ones. I mean, I ain't really got no story to tell. I ain't mm-hmm. really it ain't yeah. really no wisdom in there. It's like I I'm gonna be honest, like I like I like mamas. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? I need that mama energy, like take care of me. Like that's because I'm going to take care of you, so I need a mama. Cool. Well, that was great. Um, well, he made it all the way through. Okay, cool. And he <laughs> talked to Megan Good. <laughs> Let's move on. That was funny. Yo, you actually, like, blushed. No, man. I really no. want Megan Good. Thugs blush, good. nigga. You blush. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. You should have FaceTimed her. No, no. She I, had to see this. Baby year. steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. All right, so another game that we have here at the Jason Lee Show is called Name Drop. I'm going to drop a celebrity's name, somebody that you may know or, or that you may not know. The first thing that comes to your mind, you can just say whatever, whatever you can think of or a funny story that you may have or whatever. All right. Ready? Nipsey Hussle. Legend. Ownership. Powerful. A god. I love that. All right. I know you got something to say about this next person. <laughs> Look at that smile. Man, the greatest to me. Uh, my role model, discipline, uh, and the best mentality the earth has to grace. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The next person, Dr. Sevy. <laughs> the GOAT. Uh, one of one. None like him. One Are you studying one. him? Um, I don't say I study him, but a lot of things he say I take into consideration. Um, and my spirit guys, you know, the first three people, they my spirit guys, all three of them. They watch over me, Kobe, Nip, and Sebi. The next person, Juice World. My brother, I got to use the word rookie, because when I was a rookie, um, I went on tour with him and watched him sell out every show Watched him uh, rock out every show. He was a great performance, and I was a rookie. And now, I'm doing the same thing he was doing, and I got people looking at me the same way I was looking at him. So, um, rookie, legend, goat, um, and a great person. When you look in your, when you're performing, you're looking out there. Are there a lot of young people that know all your words to your songs? Man, what? Plenty, man. It's a, it's a whole lot. They started like three years old, four years old, you know. So. They start that young on my music. That's crazy. All right, so this next person, Lil Baby. 
Little baby. He a great dad. You know, I be saying how great of a dad he is. Um, I feel like, damn, what's that word? Have you seen this documentary? Yeah. Like, I think a connection motivation. with both of you two is you both are connected to community. He's really big on giving back. You know what I'm saying? A great dad, motivational, um, and just swag. When you think about bird, you think about swag. Yeah. Okay. Next person, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. I met Stevie Wonder at a party before. Um, it's crazy. I walked in and um, the way he shook my hand, it was like he was trying to see that he know my hand. Like he shook it like this. And um, he got like an accent. I never knew he had like an accent. Well, he might not have one, but he talks. He he don't he don't talk like like an American to me when I heard him speak. Right. I think when you get money, you get a European accent. That, that's like a thing. <laughs> you know, Man, he got a he got he had an accent. No, um, he ain't let he he never let his um disability affect who he is because mm -hmm. he was having fun. So. Okay, next, Young Dolph. Dolph ownership, uh, Memphis legend, a legend to the world, neighborhood hero for his hood. Okay, next. Money back. Bad. He a great dad too. I be saying how good of a dad he is. Great father. Um, make some good movies. Movies. You are country as hell. <laughs> we just had somebody here from Alabama who said what you just said. I can't even say it. <laughs> I put a little bit more on it because we from Memphis. I, yeah. said, I normally say music, but Music. Yeah. You say it like that. I say music. Now, this next person used to scare the hell out of me, but he's grown a lot. I know you're talking about that. I know my. Kevin Gates. Kev. Uh, that's my big brother. Um, he tapped in too. Very spiritual dude. And um, he got God energy. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's get to this next game. So, this game is called T and 20. This is a rapid fire game where I'm just gonna put 20 seconds on the clock. All right, so I'm just asking you to get straight to it when I ask these questions. All right. Most famous person's uh, DMs that you've ever slid in? Most famous person DM I slid? Yeah. I don't know. You don't know whose DMs you slid in? The most famous? Most famous person DMs I slid in. That's okay, you think he's slick. Oh no, oh no. I ain't okay. been on Instagram since I was 16. Most overrated rapper, male or female, right now? That's crazy. Most overrated rapper, male or female. <laughs> and Nelly Chopper. I thought you were gonna say 6ix9ine. Okay. <laughs> Last lie you told. Last lie I told. Yeah. Why you keep starting the time over? Now we're cheating. Uh -huh. The last lie you told. The last lie I told. <laughs> okay, fuck it. He failed this game. Go to the next know. game. Is there another game? <laughs> Let's go to the next game. Oh, I, I got one. You have a lie? Yeah. Put the 20 seconds back up. I got one. What lie did you tell? Uh, did I know the most famous person DM I slid in? Who's the most famous person DM you slid in? I don't know. 
That's another lie. Okay, uh, free Tory Lanes or not? Nah? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna plead the fifth amendment. He think he on wilding out. Okay, most yeah. expensive thing you ever bought? Um, a Rolls Royce truck, I think, or a house, one of them. Which you you already have a Rolls Royce truck at twenty? Eighteen. Eighteen. I'm in the wrong fucking business. Color now. Really? So what do you drive now? Same car. I ain't really bought another one. I ain't need one. I barely drive it, so. I don't see why I needed another car. That's enough of that. Okay, let's move on. He's still thinking about making good. That's the oh crazy God. part. I can feel the I energy mean, right now. Like I can feel it. it. He ain't even. He trying to get. He trying to hurry up and get me to do my job so I can say thank you for coming on the show. So he could then say, "Stop playing for real. Make sure you give me." Yeah. I already know what you are. So relax. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to send her like motivational texts. Yeah, I bet. I and like, bet. don't need texts for the rest of the day. But like, you know, grand yeah. rising queen. Yeah, I bet. I'm gonna cut all that extra Megan talk out, save it for after the show. <laughs> all right, now this next game is called Erase the Shade. So if you've ever badmouthed somebody publicly or been in the news for your opinion on something mm-hmm. or said something shady as fuck, you now get to erase the shade. You get to just delete it off the internet. Um, nobody ever gets to ask you about it because it's gone. Okay, right, cool. And you can even apologize if you want to, and you know. Damn. And if you don't play this game properly, I'm not giving you the addresses in the flowers of Megan. You so, finna say something about Natalie Nolan, ain't it? Excuse me? Why would I even try you like that? Oh. But since you brought it up, put up the first tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Somebody tell Natalie Nolan to sit her stuff, hot pack, pocket ass down, enough crimson, chinny chin chin. <laughs> That's a fake tweet, bro. I don't why I tweet that shit. That that's verified. N L E chopper one. <laughs> Do you want to erase the shade? Um, because chins need love too. He said what he said. Period. No, I was just playing. I'm erasing the shade. Erase the shade. Okay, let, we clap it up for that. That's that's growth. You know, she just, did you see she just fought on Floyd Mayweather's undercard? She beat up Tommy? Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Wasn't that just ridiculous? I was in room for Tommy fine now. You were? Yeah, she true. They said Tommy was sipping before the fight. She had no chance. All right, the next tweet. When y'all start reporting rappers when they pass or go to jail, can we shine light on their good? How about y'all make a post about the type of person they was instead of when they pass away? Want to be the first to post. Scar was loving a light and kept smiles on faces. And you added TMZ on that. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like when certain stuff happens, it's just like, oh, let's put it out and see how many likes we can get or views we can get off saying another person died. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when TMZ or um, some other outlets cover rappers or artists, they only cover the negative and not the positive? Um, I've seen TMZ cover some positive. You know, TMZ, they've interviewed me sometimes about some of the positive things I did. Um, matter of fact, I did do an interview for TMZ about about the Tyree thing. But um, I feel like the negative kind of gets outweighed. It's like 70-30, the negative way. So you want to erase the shade? No. Just let it stand? Yeah. Okay. It's not really shade. I think it's more criticism. All right. I started a vegan OnlyFans to give health wellness. I threw the vegan vegan in there because this was just. um, (laughs) 
<laughs> to give health, wellness, meditation, and spiritual tips in, appealing, in an appealing way, not to be a porn star. Y'all treated me like a big piece of meat. Right. Now, whose fault is this? Because I have to tell you, <laughs> this is where... Do I go ahead and give the award now? What? Yeah, I'm going to give the award now. So we have a lot of bullshit that goes down on this show. As you see, we give people their flowers. Um, we had a lot of meetings about whether or not to give you an award that we do give to people when they come on the show. You know, there's Grammys, Tony, Tonys, Emmys, Oscars. Well, we don't have that. But what we do have is, and you guys got to clap it up for him. it's the Mandingo Hall of Fame. Bruh. <laughs> now, we created this award because... Because we are all not born with Bruh, talents. You mean Tim? I've been I've been looking at this damn dick on this wall this whole time, and I ain't even peep. I ain't even. Peep. Well, most people come here and think I got that up there because I'm gay. No, that literally is that's our mantelpiece. Uh, this is an award that I created with my fans because there's so many nudes leaking, but not everybody is in deserving of awards. Sort of like when you go to the Grammys, everybody gonna get nominated, but some people gonna fall up short. Uh, that was a joke. But we had meetings because you're 20 years old. We didn't want to violate you, but we know how confident you are in your sexuality. So your name's not on this one, but we'll mail it to you. But congratulations, you're the latest recipient of the Mandingo Hall of Fame Award. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you. Everybody's uncomfortable. Like, do we do we congratulate him from his mom? It's a, it's a and it's so a, it's a real honor, man, to be. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. You can give your acceptance speech yeah, right there. My, it's yeah. a it's a real honor, man, to be you know to get this award right here, man. You know. Shout out to Pops, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit, he passed that shit down. You know, it was days, uh, on some real shit, it was days when I was a child, I used to look at my shit and I used to be scared. Cause I thought it wasn't gonna be like, I thought it wasn't, I'm for real, like, I used to look at my shit and I used to really hope it, it, that it grew. It been grew on me, like one day I just woke up and the motherfucker was just like. <laughs> Were you taking those herbal pills that nah, work in birth? I was young as hell. But we that's every man fear, like you scared your shit ain't gonna. That's every man, every, they ain't gonna see it. But niggas look in the mirror when they about 10, 11, because you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was in the foster care. I was just trying to find my mom. I wasn't worried about my dick. <laughs> okay, you can put that over there. That We're gonna get you one, to, um, we'll mail it to you. You know, I really look at this show and I love the foolishness that we get. But uh, did, was there a photo? There's a photo, right? So Damn. when you posted this, hmm. did you do this? What did you do this for? Was this because you wanted to start mobilizing your harem, or is it because you had something to prove? Uh, did you want Soldier Boy to go back to YouTube or to get off the? You know what was what what, what was that about? And you, you titled that a whole symbol. Man, you want me to be honest, man? You know. Wait, how old were you in that photo? Uh, nineteen. Okay, we can leave it out. Yeah. He's gonna delete the whole motherfucking segment if he was saying anything younger than that. Nah, like on on the real. One day it was on um, this 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 magazine that I saw, and um, it was for the sexiest man of the year, and Michael B. Jordan won. People it. magazine. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan won, it. and I and I felt some type of way because, you know, I don't judge men or nothing, but I, when I look in the mirror, I think I'm the sexiest man in the world, so. I just felt like I should have, you know, been the sexiest man of the year. So, People Magazine, let me get this right. People Magazine giving Michael B. Jordan sexiest man alive made you go in your bathroom with some biker shorts on. Those are underwear. Underwear on. 
and do that. Yeah, man, it's just like, I had a point to prove. I had to show that um, I felt I was worthy of that, you know what I'm saying? So um, when you posted it, did everybody say Wakanda forever? Was it, what was the reaction that? <laughs> did you like the reaction you got? Because the one thing I respect about what you said was you're very confident in your sexuality and you love love from everybody. Yeah. You made it clear that you're straight, but you don't yeah. shame the love you get from yeah, why? other fans. Why? I mean, it don't make me uncomfortable. Okay, well, um, but why didn't you put that on your OnlyFans and make money out of it instead of using it for vegan purposes? Were you giving recipes away <laughs> on OnlyFans? Or... Um, See, I didn't you... put that on OnlyFans. Okay, so you ran a bag up. All right, let's move on. We can take the, the nudity down. All right, um, next one. People say I'm fake spiritual. Let me tell you something. Spiritually is not about crystals, being super nice all the time, and disconnecting from reality completely. It is actually about awakening to find your purpose. Uh, then you take that spiritual journey to achieve it. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's not shade. That's that's actually real shit. Yeah, that's real. I think a lot of people caught up in like um, thinking spirituality is like people with just crystals and sage everywhere, and you stay in that. That 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 um phase. And a lot of people die living in that phase of just crystals every day and sage, you know. But it's more so like um you go on your spiritual journey to find what is it on your life that God got for you to do here. And um after that, you kinda, you know, keep what works for you in everyday life and kinda drop what doesn't and um go forth with your journey and achieve. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Okay, cool. Um, let's do the next one. So we talked earlier about you saying about the uh, cancer stuff and DJ Vlad, who I'm cool with. I don't understand. Vlad get criticism from everybody. Why does everybody call him the police? You said that he's a cultural culture, culture vulture who makes money off of us and he don't fuck with the people he's a police ass. Why do people call Vlad the police? Um... I feel like me and Vlad, we cool now. I fuck with Vlad, but you know, people, people that I, I just feel like he asks setup questions, you know. But um, I feel like really the police is if them niggas answer it the way that right. he expected them right. to answer it. So, so it's kind of like two people kind of play into that role, but right. um. Vlad, I talked to Vlad, he thought his questions weren't police, so shit, it's just about point so of what, view. But, but what about it? is it the police question? Because I'll tell you, I did a Vlad interview, and I did say to him, like, damn, this is one of the most thorough, because he asks a lot of really good questions. I mean, he goes deep into the details. Is it because he's asking street niggas street shit that street niggas not supposed to answer? Yeah, okay. pretty much. But, I mean, if the street nigga answer it, then that's like the street right. nigga fault. Right. You know what I'm saying? Man, a lot of niggas not... It's a few niggas that's um, got indicted off being on the interviews. Pla- yeah, from his platform. Oh wow, yeah, but don't say shit. You just play the fifth yeah, in yeah, here, play sure. the fifth there. Yeah, for sure. That's why. I'm, that's why. The you thing know. about it is, half of y'all that be snitching, y'all want to snitch. Y'all need an excuse to snitch. What's that one boy in Atlanta who went in the room and was like, "Hey man, are you let me go. I tell you anything." Like shut show up. Some people were not built to be in the streets. They just happened to move in the neighborhood. Yeah, man. All right. So can we erase that? Yeah, yeah, I fuck with, I fuck with Vlad. I like Vlad too. 
All right, we survived all the games. You got on the phone with Megan Good. You yeah. you told me, you encouraged me to go eat a vegan burger. Uh, we talked about the new music. You won a fucking trophy. Yeah. You drank all the tea. You made me hide my daily on, and I burned a candle uh, to get a little bit more holistic next to the, what's the bowl called that he got? The singing bowl. Can I see it really quick? Um, I'm going to get one of these. Thank you so much for coming awesome. to the Jason Lee Show, and I hope you come back. Yeah, can't wait to be back. Appreciate y'all. Bye.